and open up your Bibles this morning to the book of Psalms. And we're going to look at Psalms 35 here. Psalms 35, the 35th Psalm. And we're going to look at verse 27. Praise God. Everybody comfortable? You all good? Praise God. Needs are met, right? Now notice this. We're, I thought I was done with this series called God Pleasers, but it just keeps expanding. You know, that's the way God's Word does. You just get more revelation, and about the time you think you're done, He's just beginning. And so we're in this series called God Pleasers. And one of the ways that we started out this series is God really does not exist so much to help us. He's already helped us through sending Jesus. He's helped us by giving us the Holy Spirit. Amen? Uh, and so our goal, our job in our lives is to please Him. That's what our purpose is. We are created for His pleasure. We're going to look at something this morning that gives Him great pleasure. And when we walk in it, we're well-pleasing to God. In Psalms 35, now notice this verse. Verse 27, Let them shout for joy and be sad. No, it doesn't say sad. It says be glad. That favor... My righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. If you serve God, you're one of his servants. You are a son of God. You are an heir of God. You are a joint heir with Jesus. And he takes great pleasure in the prosperity of his sons and in his daughters. I saw this as I was sitting there while Brenda was receiving the offering. It says, let the Lord be magnified. So when you begin to prosper in your life, it's not about you being magnified. It's about the goodness of God. It's about, look, what the Lord has done. And if we shift our attention off of ourselves onto the Lord, we're well positioned for more increase in our lives. Give glory to yourself. Magnify Him by walking in prosperity. Now, prosperity is a huge, huge subject, and it's a large word. And in our circles, mostly it's been talked about in the area of increase and abundance, but that's only a part of prosperity. We want to define it today and take a close look at what it really is. Prosperity simply means completeness. It means soundness. It means safety. It means health, it means peace, it means quiet contentment. The Lord takes great pleasure in the soundness of His people. He takes great pleasure in the safety of His people. He takes great pleasure in the quiet contentment of His sons and of His daughters. 
And so we're going to take a look at the end of this message on favoring God's righteous cause. But before we do that, let's explore a little bit more about this word prosper and prosperity. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to 3 John. And we're going to look at uh, verse 1 to begin with. 3 John chapter 1. Let me get some H2O. In 3 John 1, this of course is John. And John coined himself as the apostle whom Jesus loved. At the time of this writing, John was an elder. One translation says the ancient John. He had a face-to-face relationship with the master. It was John who was on the Isle of Patmos that received revelation concerning future events in this dispensation and in the next to come. He was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. I wonder, is it a good thing to be in the Spirit on the Lord's Day? I think too many people are in the TV on the Lord's Day. I think a lot of people are in the NFL on the Lord's Day. But we're not going to say any more about that. So here's an elder now. This is not a Johnny come lately. He's been around. He knows in whom he has believed. And so when an elder like John speaks, we need to listen to him and find out what he is saying and find out what he means by what he is saying. And so the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth or I love in the word, verse 2, Beloved, I wish... Or I pray, above all things, that you may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So we see this word again. We see the word prosper and we see prospereth. Jesus wants us to prosper. He wants the whole arena of your life to prosper. He went to the cross, spirit, soul, and body, that you and I might be redeemed, spirit, soul, and body. That is His desire. Can you say amen? Now, the amplified version of this says this, and I want you to read it with me. Ready? Read. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. Notice with me, it's vital that our soul prospers to be positioned to prosper. And so the prosperity of the soul starts by the renewing of our minds. 
We are not to be conformed to this world. Thank God. I said, thank God. But we are to be changed or transformed by the renewing of our minds. Amen. A prosperous soul will be able to make it through whatever comes their way in life. A man or a woman with a prosperous soul is well positioned to walk in prosperity. Now notice verse 3. He said, For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified of the truth that is in thee. Another word for truth is word. Jesus said, Thy word is truth. So literally he's saying, when the brother testified of the word that is in you, how do you get the word in you? By renewing your mind. By meditating in it. Now notice this. Even as you walk in the truth. It's one thing to hear the truth, but it's another thing to walk in the truth. It's one thing to hear the word it's another thing to be a doer of the word James 1 does not say but be ye note takers of the word it does not say but be ye listeners of the word the only people that get results are doers of God's word thank God for being a good note taker Thank God for being a good seminar attender. Those things are important. But at the end of the day, what's most important is we're hearing what he says and we're doing what he says. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now look at the next verse. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Now, I want to define the word prosper and prosperous from 3 John 2 from Thayer's. It's very close to Strong's uh, uh, definitions. Listen to this. Thayer defines this to grant a prosperous and an expeditious journey. To prosper or to be successful. To get help on the road. How many of you have ever needed some road assistance? We're in a journey in life. And thank God, sometimes we need some serious road assistance. (laughs) Thank God. It also means to receive help along the way. And it also means to succeed in reaching, to make progress to be promoted and to advance forward. God has provided everything that you and I will ever need as we go through this journey of life. Somebody says, well, that's fine and great, Pastor Mark, but you know what? I'm just not there yet. Well, I haven't arrived either. But it's important that you leave the house. Now, you're going to leave after this service is over. Many of you brought your automobiles, but you're not going to go anywhere in park. That's right. Amen. 
So God has put a road map for us, a journey. He's given us a purpose to live, but we've got to get it out of park. Get it out of neutral. Put her in drive and head out on the road. And every one of us know that there's going to be bumps and bends on the road. But God has given us a golden promise. He said, I will never, ever leave you. I will never, ever forsake you. I am for you. I am on your side. I am right there with you, taking your hand through whatever you may face in life. And so he's promised us a prosperous journey through life. I love it, don't you? But as we navigate life, there are some things that we must remember. We must operate and function in the wisdom of God to stay on the road that God's got us on. Not moving out ahead, not lagging behind, operating and functioning in wisdom. Another ingredient that will help you have a prosperous journey in your life, you've got to be a fighter. You've got to be willing to get in the ring and put your dukes up and say, Satan, you are a defeated foe and I am here to remind you of that. I'm enforcing your defeat in the name of Jesus. You must get back under my feet. Oh yeah, there's a fight. Fighting the good fight of faith. But you'll never win unless you get in the ring. Just as you'll never move forward if you don't ever get it out of park, you'll never win if you refuse to fight. Say with me, I'm a fighter. I am a doer of the Word of God. And so what I propose to you today, on your journey in life, as you have an expeditious journey through life, to rejoice in every season of your life. Don't think about what you don't have. Don't think about what you can't do. Be thankful for how far you have already come. Can I get a witness choir? Be thankful for what you do have. Be thankful for how far you have come. And know this, God ain't finished yet. But don't allow your life to be frozen on the journey of life by complaining and moaning and groaning and being unthankful. Thanksgiving, my friends, is the door for more of the abundant God kind and God quality of life. Can we just praise Him and give Him thanks for about five seconds? Hallelujah! I want to encourage you today a little bit. Enjoy your journey. Stop looking at everyone else's journey and comparing yourself with their journey. Thank God for what other people have. Thank God for what other people are doing. But know this, that God is no respecter of persons. His hand is on you as much as it is on them. Amen.
Enjoy your journey. Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, at the end of this verse. He says, I am come that you might have and enjoy life. And have it in redundance. Did he come to give us the boring, redundant kind of life? No, thank God he came to give us the abundant life to the full until it... Thank you, Lord, for overflowing life for your people, Lord. Oh, makesikele masiah. Thank you, Lord, for filling them all today with the fullness of your spirit. I got this in my heart as I was preparing this message about enjoying life. You are the one who determines whether or not you're going to enjoy life. It is not up to my wife to make me happy. I'm happy because she is my wife and she does make me happy, but I ought to be happy before I met her. It is not up to whether or not someone treats you nice for you to enjoy life. You determine it. You carry your own weather. I'm going to say that again. You determine whether or not you're going to enjoy life. Not the circumstance, not the weather. Well, I'll enjoy life, you know, when this pandemic is over. You may be waiting a while. Why not enjoy life right now? Well, I'll enjoy life when we get a new president. I'll enjoy life when we get a new governor. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, that can work both ways. I'll enjoy life when. No, enjoy life today. It's the only life you got. So don't walk around all sad and bummed out. Get yourself happy. Get yourself glad. Stir yourself up. Enjoy your salvation. Rest in Him. Rest in the finished works of Christ. So here's what I'm doing this morning. I'm encouraging you to immerse yourself in God's Word. Live it and do it and if you will you cannot help but have a successful journey through life amen somebody says well that's great what does that look like well I'll tell you what it looks like for your spirit for your heart it looks like having unhindered fellowship with the father it looks like to me that in your heart when you're prospering You're filled with all the fullness of God. That you have been able to enjoy the fullness of His His presence and have become a person that is wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. That's spiritual prosperity. 
Spiritual prosperity is getting born again. How many of you were on the road to hell? (laughs) We all were. Some of you didn't raise your hand. You just didn't know. You were on your way to hell. But oh, thank God, one day, I said one day, something changed. One day, something happened on the inside of you. You got born again. You were delivered from darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Praise God. No more hell. Heaven, I'm on my way. Hallelujah. You know, that's something to shout about. Well, I'm having a difficult time here and difficult time there. There ain't nothing more difficult than being on the way to hell. We're on our way to heaven, folks. Ha, shakabasata. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, there's coming a day where you and I were going to be caught up together with him. Folks, that's prosperity. And then you talk about getting filled with the Holy Ghost? Being able to speak in a heavenly language to the Father of Spirits and having Him knowing exactly what you're saying. Being able to speak divine secrets. Being able to intercede. Being able to charge your inner man up. That's prosperity. Hallelujah. I think we need to remember some of these things. And your journey in life will be much better when you're full of the Spirit. Brenda preaches a message called the fuller, the better. Well, the fuller of the Holy Ghost you are, the better your life is going to be. What does it look like for us to prosper? Well, I'll tell you what it looks like. It means peace and soundness in your mind. It means stability in your emotions. Stop allowing the world system and the media to bum you out and to cause your emotions to be up and down. Don't allow what's happening, what others have said or what others will say to damage your emotions. And I'm telling you right now, you will not prosper and enjoy an expeditious journey in life angry at everybody. Bitter beer face. Look like you've been eating sour persimmons. And we will never, I'll include myself in this because I've done it, we will never, ever, ever enjoy a prosperous journey in life judging others. Who are we to judge anybody? Come on now. Who in the world are we to put someone else down when God has taken us from the pit and lifted us up? I think this, that the reason a lot of Christians aren't sleeping very well at night is because they have a condemning spirit. But we'll not stay there. 
If I'm going to enjoy prosperity in my life, I've got to be nice. I've got to love those who hate me. I've got to do good to those who despitefully use me. I need to pray for those that have come against us and me for them to repent. Ah, they're never going to repent. Well, did you? Did you repent? As long as there's breath in people's lungs, there is the potential for them to repent. Somebody said, you stop preaching and start meddling. Don't get on me if I'm up in your business. What does this look like? What does this look like? To have a prosperous journey. It means when the doctor throw up their hands, we have another doctor. Jehovah Rapha. The Lord, our physician. So walking then in prosperity means walking in life and in health, but it also means walking in protection. Do we need some protection? I mean every day. Don't go to sleep at night without applying the blood. Don't travel without pleading the blood of Jesus. Let's try that on for size right now. Say it with me in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over my property, over my automobile, over all of my loved ones in the name of Jesus. Prosperity also includes experiencing increase and abundance. It's God's will for you to have abundance. It's the plan of God for you to increase. Yes, even in your finances. God has set us on this journey in life. You know, if you're going to drive today from Hayward, let's say to Denver, Colorado, you're going to need some provisions. You're going to need some fuel. You're going to need some food. God would never set us on a path through life without giving us the provisions to make it from point A to point B. Said the increase is mine and abundance is mine. Now let's look at Psalms 1 verses 1 through 3. This also means to experience success in your endeavors, in your business, where you work, what you do, and you're coming in and you're going out. Psalms 1, let's read it together. Ready, read. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. There's the word. Now notice next verse. Ready, read. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water 
that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Say with me, whatsoever I do shall prosper. I'm like a tree. And I'm planted. Now I love what verse 3 says in the Passion Translation. I think they've got it up there. He says, He will be standing, that's you and me, we will be standing like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, (laughs) bearing fruit in every season of his life. Look at this. He's never dry, never fainting, but ever blessed and ever prosperous. (laughs) Woo, glory to God. Say this with me, I'm never dry. I'm never fainting, but I am ever blessed and I am ever prosperous. Is that you? Woo, glory to God. Ha, 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 praise God. What does it look like in relationships to be prosperous, to have a healthy marriage, to have healthy friendships, to be a blessing to people around us? Okay, now are you ready for the crux of this message? Look back at Psalm 35, verse 27. Psalm 35, 27. Amen. Have we done a good job? Have we done a good job at least explaining to a degree what prosperity looks like? Are you interested in having an expeditious journey? Now notice this. Years ago, I heard Billy Joe Dari, who's in heaven right now. His son Paul preaches has a great church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He preached a message called Favoring God's Righteous Cause. Now notice this. Let the Lord be magnified that favor, let them shout and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Favoring righteous, his righteous cause will position you for prosperity. Well, what does, what does that mean to to favor his righteous cause. Brenda did a great job on the offering. I was about ready to say, hey, praise God. Enjoy your drive home. That was an awesome sermon. (laughs) But what does that mean? She mentioned seeking first the kingdom of God. What does seeking first the kingdom of God mean? It means putting his things first. If we're going to Please God, He must be first, not ourselves. He's promised if we put Him first, He will take care of ourselves. He said, as a result of putting my things first, supporting missionaries, supporting men and women of God, supporting the local church, doing things that are on God's heart, if you will do that, he said, all these things, all these other things, 
I'm going to take away from you. No, he said, all these things shall be added. Come on, everyone say added to you. Added to me sounds like increase. Added to me sounds like a prosperous journey. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so another way that we can experience success in our lives is by favoring His righteous cause. I want to show you an example of this in Matthew chapter 25. And I want us to look at verses 35 through 40. For I was hungry, and you ate in front of me. I was hungry and you just ignored me because I'm busy. No, I was hungry. What did you do? You fed me. (laughs) Sorry. Couldn't resist that. That was pretty good though. (laughs) I that's right I was thirsty I forgot some of those moves I was thirsty and you gave me a drink I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. Wow. We need to pray for our caregivers in America. Many of you have been there and cared for your loved ones. That's favoring God's righteous cause. Healing the hurting and caring for the hurting is close to God's heart. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you said, well, you got what you deserved. And you visited me. Then these righteous will reply, Lord, verse 37, when did we ever see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and gave you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I'm telling you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, You were doing it to me. You did it. You did it to me. Mother Teresa spent her life in India among the untouchables. And there was a person from America that came and visited her and began to work with her and see how she functioned. And there was one day where they rescued a dying baby. 
And the person from America, the author, was so taken back by what he saw, by the image that he saw, it bothered him. And he couldn't get it out of his mind. And Mother Teresa noticed that. And she asked him this question, Did you see Jesus today? He said, No, I didn't. And she took him by the hand. And finger by finger, she said this to him, You did it unto me. You did it unto me. Letting him know that compassion is the key for hurting people to be lifted. And no matter what your natural eyes have seen, you can live above that if you will learn to flow and to move in the compassion that Christ has put in you. Folks, the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So if we're going to, as a church, favor His righteous cause, we need to be beyond words. We need to step beyond the prayers and give action to the love of God that is on the inside. And you know what? So far, we're doing okay. But you know, we're going to do better. Friends, we need to understand this. The people are the heartbeat of God. God's heart beats for people. And if they're His number one priority, how much more should they be ours? If God sees people as precious, how much more should we see people as precious and open our hearts to hurting people? Open our hearts. You cannot hold a church down. You cannot hold a church back when the people of God determine in their heart, we are going to be a blessing. We're going to reach the lost. We're going to heal the hurting. We're going to help people know God. We're going to help people find freedom. We're going to help people discover what their purpose in life is so that they can make a difference along with us as a church. We will favor His righteous cause. I ask you this morning, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? This pandemic and all of these things that are going on around us is a major distraction. It wants to stop the mission of the church. It wants to stop people from going into all the world and preaching the gospel. But thank God the devil can't scare us and the devil can't stop us. He may hinder us temporarily, but thus saith the Lord, the church's finest hour is about to come on the scene. Hallelujah. Favor his righteous cause. 
In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13 through 15, in the message translation, I want you to read this with me. This is so good. Okay, go ahead. Ready, read. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and you'll end up in the garbage. Let's continue to read. Here's another way to put it. (laughs) You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. Verse 15. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. (laughs) Woo, glory to God. Let's continue to read. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Being opening up to others, you will prompt them to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Woo, glory to God. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Be opening up to others. You'll prompt others to open up to God. Hallelujah. We must not forget why we are here. We must not forget it. We must stay stirred up in praying for our nation. We must stay stirred up in praying for an awakening to God. That is truly pleasing to God. That is favoring his righteous cause. Whatever we do as a church, what do you say we put his kingdom first? Let's love people unconditionally. Let's pray fervently and give generously. In closing, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. And let's look at the Amplified Version. I'm going to invite the worshipers to come back to the platform. You getting anything today? Hopefully you're being encouraged. You're being taught. But you're also being challenged. Amen? We're ministers of reconciliation. We've got the answer that this world needs. What the world needs is Jesus. And so as ambassadors of heaven, let us do our part. Notice this in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. It says, God is able. He's able. What's he able to do? To make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you. How? Everyone say abundance three times. Everyone say it real, real loud one time. Abundance. He's able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. What for? So that you may always 
and under all circumstances and whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Hallelujah. As long as Brenda and I are senior pastors, we're going to give to missions as a church. We're going to give to local outreaches as a church. We're going to feed, we're going to clothe, we're going to do our very, very best to favor His righteous cause. We can't do it all, but we can do our part. Stand up, everybody. That's enough for this morning. Glory to God. Let's just lift up our hands and say, Thank you, Lord. I receive the instruction from your word today. I'll hear it. I will live it. And I will do it. Thank you, Lord. You set me on the right path. I choose to walk in supernatural prosperity even as my soul prospers. I believe that your hand is upon me for good. I pray, Lord, that you would make us as a church a greater blessing in our community, a greater blessing in our state, and a greater blessing around the world. Make us a blessing, O oh Lord, is our sincere prayer in the name of Jesus. Say with me real strong, I am a giver. I am a giver. I give of my time. I give of my talents. And I give of my treasures for your righteous cause. For the furtherance of the gospel all around the world. In the name of Jesus, help me, Lord, find ways to be a blessing, to sow good seeds, good words, in Jesus' name.